Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we'll be reviewing Lady Bird, the Avengers Infinity War trailer, and talking about the DC CW Universe crossover. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Ozzy, how you doing? I am doing pretty good, man. How you doing? I am sick. <laughs> I am sick, and my jaw is out of place, so I can't open my mouth. Not feeling the best right now. It is. Well, <laughs> well, you remind me of myself a few months ago when I was sick. I had a sprained arm and I had a leg infection. <laughs> so you know, you know, it's kind of a switch of tables, you know. But you're gonna be fine. It's a good thing. <laughs> Everybody keep Carlos in your prayers. Um, <laughs> sorry to hear that you're on the wrong side. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, man, I just, I do not feel good. <laughs> but hopefully this gives you an opportunity to fly, Ozzy. You get to take control of the episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember when I took control of the last time I, I brought up a, I brought up, what was it, like a musical fight? Not even a musical fight. It was like a music artist fight. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, <laughs> that was great. It was a great time. It was a great time. Um, but yeah, man, it was great. You know what was also great, Carlos? Yeah. I went to work this morning. I mean, you know, I went to work this morning and then they sent me home because it wasn't, it wasn't busy. And I was blessed because as soon as I left work, I got a notification from your tweeting that the Avengers Infinity War trailer was out. So, as you can imagine, I sped home while it was raining. Don't do it, kids. And, you know, I got ready. I opened up YouTube and I saw the trailer. And Carlos, I can't wait, man. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was an amazing trailer. Carlos, what did you, what did you overall think about this trailer? Full disclosure, I've only watched the trailer once. I know most you've probably watched it a couple of times. And, I watched it a gazillion times. Yeah, I just exactly. got done telling my dad. <laughs> so I've only watched it once. Um, so there's still a couple of things that I'm like, what was that? I, I just I need to go back and watch it again. But it is a great trailer, and it definitely got me excited for the movie. And ultimately, that's the job of a trailer, to get me excited for the movie. So good job by the trailer. But I still have a little bit of this thing where I'm starting to... There's this movement. There's this, like, small movement, sub-movement, subculture on the internet that's like, I don't want to watch trailers, especially for big movies that I know I'm going to see. And they just don't watch trailers. They avoid them. I'm getting very close to, like, trying that out because, oh my gosh, the, there's this moment in this trailer where I'm like, look, obviously that it was probably going to happen in this movie either way. But I didn't need to see that scene. And there's a couple things in there where I'm like, I don't need to see this. You didn't need to show me this to sell me on this trailer to sell me on this movie. Yes, the trailer is awesome. But I feel like there are things in there that I did not need to or want to see yet. That's my thought. Well, what things did you or did you not care to see in the movie? The vision no. stuff. Spoiler alert for the trailer. If you're one of those people, we're gonna talk about this trailer and everything in it. But the vision stuff. I did not need to see, in particular, Thanos freaking ripping the visions, whatever that uh, Infinity Stone is, out of his forehead. Why do we need to see that in the trailer? That's probably um, a huge I moment in the movie. I don't, I don't. I don't think it was. I don't think it was. Um, I don't think it was necessarily him doing it, though. You think it was like a dream sequence or something? I don't think it was a dream sequence, but I don't think it's Thanos necessarily pulling the the. the, the what stone else is he doing? Or... Poking it. <laughs> It's not him, though. I don't think it's him, though. It's not. Who is it? I don't think so. I, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think it's him. Okay, but either way, I didn't need to see... Vis like, that's probably a big moment in the movie. Either way, no matter what happened, like, Vision getting the gem ripped from his head is probably a big moment in the movie. Can we agree on that? Yeah, it's a big moment. Yeah, I don't need to see that. That's my point. And that was the one moment that really stood out to me where I'm like, whoa, whoa why did you show me that? I was excited. Like... 
throughout the whole trailer, I'm like, wow, this looks awesome. I can't wait to see it. You show me that, and it's like, yeah, that's cool, but why did I need to see that? And again, I don't want to sound like I'm criticizing the trailer as a whole because like we we both agree the trailer is awesome super excited for this movie i can't wait to see it but anyway what did you think about it um i wasn't really bothered by it as much i mean i just really i mean for me i mean i guess what i took away from it was um things it's about to hit the fan it everything is about to hit the fan as much as you know we're excited to see these reunions you know with when it comes to scarlet uh Scarlett Johansson, Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow reuniting with uh, Bruce Banner, and you know basically the Avengers forming again to become the Avengers and meeting up with the Guardians of the Galaxy. I did find it really intense. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I really love that tease at the end, by the way. But yeah. I, I do, I did really find it intense. You know, you really did see stuff hit the fan. You know, when you see, when you saw Thanos basically punch the crap out of Tony, and then you saw him just grab Spider Man and just slam him. Um, and I think I think that ultimately just just showing how much power that person has over vision just really emphasized that stuff is about to go down because vision is very powerful. But I just don't think and I think we're going to really see in this movie that it, it doesn't really compare to what Thanos is about to bring to this movie. And I don't think we're prepared to see it. We haven't seen everything. Um, I've seen I've seen a few comments in this comment section saying like that's a good trailer. It's just not as good as the D twenty three trailer, um, which shows a lot more. And if you if you actually go online, you could probably still see a leaked version of that trailer. Um, I know I have. It's not the same trailer. It's it's kind of different here and there. But you could also look at the trailer description for it, and you can see that they showed a little bit more. Uh, they just teased a little bit of Thanos's power in that particular trailer in the leaked in the D twenty three trailer. Mm-hmm. So I still don't think that we saw everything, and I feel like that was just a just a little like a little tease of like what he is capable of doing. I am super stoked, and it does seem like a huge part of it. Like at least not a at least a part of this movie does take place in Wakanda, which I'm excited for. Uh, I'm, it, it also kind of made me more excited for Black Panther as well, for the movie that's also coming out in February. That comes out first, correct? Yes, it does. Which it makes so, so much excited. sense. Yeah. Yes, so I'm also excited to see that. Um, we still we still haven't seen that. We didn't see a lot of characters in there, you know. So I'm I'm still I'm still very excited for this movie, and I think um, I thought this was a very well done trailer. I honestly I love the trailer music for this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I thought it went perfectly with with everything that was going down. I thought this was the if you're going to choose a trailer song for for this movie, I think that was the song to go for as well. Definitely, I like I said, I really enjoyed the trailer, and it definitely got me excited. I can't wait for that movie now. I can't wait to see the interaction between um, Captain America and, and Tony Stark. I really want to see how they really feel about each other and and really you know, come back together and work together as well as the winter soldier. Cause that was just a, such a huge falling, falling out. I mean, they have to come back together regardless to defeat, obviously the imminent threat, but I just want to see how they kind of rekindle that, that relationship and form a new bond. Um, I also want to see Tony Stark against, you know, like just, just talking to Dr. Strange. I think that's also very interesting mm-hmm. uh, and everything. So I'm, I'm really excited for this movie. Super excited for this movie. Um, quick question though, and I just want to get your thoughts on this. Like, do you think that this movie um, will beat the box? Like, will do you think the Avengers will reclaim its its title when it comes to the box office numbers and and being the best and getting the most money in the weekend? Do you think it's going to reclaim that that with this movie? I would assume so. If the trailers keep being as good as this, there, I mean, there's no reason to think that it won't make tons and tons of money and probably break tons and tons of records um yeah because i mean 2015 was a really unique year because you know we had jurassic world you know beat the avengers and then that same year we had star wars the force awakens beat even beat jurassic world so i mean i just wanted to get your opinion on it because i mean star wars is is back in cinemas and it is it's it is a huge pop culture you know it's in our culture now um, so I just want to get your thoughts and see, like, what, like, do you think that Star Wars will still hold its record, or 
Yeah. Or if you think that Marvel will come back and reclaim it. I mean, they're both. I mean, they're both from Disney, so Disney's hmm. gonna win either way. So, but I just wanted to know, like, which franchise. Uh, I, I think it's. I think it's close. I. I, think I don't close. know. It's Star Wars. It's. I mean, that's rough. That's really rough because Star Wars. The the thing to understand about that movie is we hadn't had Star Wars in a long time, and like there was such an anticipation for that movie. I I just I don't know. It's it's gonna be. I think it might make some sort of push. I don't know if it'll be like all time best opening weekend of all time. I I just that's a tough ask. I know they're coming off some great hits, and and they'll probably be coming off another hit in Black Panther, but I don't know if it'll be able to reach that mark. Um, I think it'll definitely break records. I just don't know if it'll break the record, you know? I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely interested in it, you know, because Avengers did beat the record at the time. But, you know, we, you know, when it comes to Jurassic World and... and Jurassic you know, World, it's looking back, Jurassic, Jurassic World's World. such an anomaly. It's like, why <laughs> that movie, how did that movie make so much money? Yeah, <laughs> it's but so I mean, strange. It's, it's, it's the nostalgia. I, I mean, know. If you go back and you look at the trailers, I mean, the trailers were pretty good, too. Yeah. Same for same for the Force Awakens. Yeah. I, I mean, I even remember watching the Force Awakens and yeah, and you know everything. And you're just like, damn, man, like they're back, you know. Yeah. So it's just it's just that nostalgia, and we've been waiting for we've been waiting to see this throwdown with Thanos since Avengers. True. You know, it's been years leading up to it, and you know it. it that's what I'm wondering. You know, like because there is nostalgia in that. True. So I'm just wondering if that nostalgia will hold up, and will it? end up resulting in Avengers Infinity War taking its place and really getting and really getting back that weekend. I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, I think if it does, it's going to be, I mean, again, if it's, it's going to be a close call, but I do think it's going to be up there. I do think it's going to yeah. be up there. I do think, I do think it will beat, uh, I do think it will beat Avengers. I do think it will beat. I would agree with that. Yes. Uh, maybe even, maybe even Jurassic World. Um, but yeah, I mean, I do think it's going to, I do think it's going to at least be number two, mm-hmm. at least be number two. All right. All right, guys. Now we are going to review Lady Bird. Now, Carlos, you absolutely love this movie. Yes, I did. <laughs> you texted me. You actually texted me uh, as soon as you saw it. You're just like, dude, this is the movie that we've been waiting for. And I'm not going to lie. I mean, you kind of got me excited. You kind of got me excited for it. Um, for those of you guys who don't know, this is the movie directed by Greta Gerwig, starring Sir 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 <laughs> Sir Sharonin. <laughs> yep, there we go, Sir Sharonin. Yep. I soon as like as soon as I read, I was like, damn, I already forgot how to pronounce it. But... <laughs> oh, man. Sir Sharonin. Yeah. Yes. I'm so sorry for butchering your name. <laughs> she's, she's fine. She's fine. I was actually just watching a video uh, of how she pronounced her name. She was just like, yeah, people pronounce my name in different ways. And I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna be one of them. <laughs> it's yeah. It's one of it's. If you look look at it, that's the problem. Is I'm telling you, look up her name, people. Like it's it's spelled like S A. Like there's so many vowels yeah, yeah, yeah. in this name. S A O I R S E and then Ronan. Yeah. So, you got the you got the last name down. Like yeah, Ronan. But um, that one, you're just like um, what? <laughs> yeah, it's an extremely Irish name. She is an Irish American actress, so she has a very thick Irish accent. So yes, which uh, she does a great job of hiding in this movie. But continue. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know she was Irish because every role I've seen her and she's been an American. So I'm just like, damn. Not really. Been... I mean, in Brooklyn, she's <laughs> Irish and she's. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Her, so. oh, yeah, I totally forgot. I totally forgot. But um, continue. Yeah, I mean, I've, seen, <laughs> I've seen her in a few. Videos. I've seen her in a few. Yeah, videos. I'm just like, yeah I forgot. Um, but yeah, I mean, this movie is about, it takes place in the early 2000s and mm-hmm. it's about a 17 year old in, uh, Sacramento, California, who's really just trying to get to know herself. And it's, it's a coming of age story. I would, I mean, I don't yes, know if you'd agree with me there. Definitely. Um, she's just trying to figure out like, you know, she's, she's really invested in the arts and, and whatnot. So, and she's just really trying to figure out, you know, who she is, what she wants and, and, and everything like that. And so it's a, it, it is a coming of age story. Mm-hmm. Um, Carlos, since you really love this movie, man, I want you to give, give us your initial thoughts. 
Um, I, okay. <laughs> if you look on my Twitter and Facebook and all of that, I posted about this movie as soon as, basically as soon as I saw it. And I've seen this movie a second time since. And if it ever comes to Lynchburg, then I will be seeing it again because I freaking love this movie. Um, and what I said in my original post and what I meant to Ozzy was this movie is extremely fresh. It feels so different and it is genuine and it is funny and it is heartwarming and it is at times sad and it's just it's everything that i want from a movie it made me feel it made me laugh it was everything and it just i think where the movie mostly succeeds is just that it feels so again genuine it feels so real it feels like i'm just watching this girl who is growing up and dealing with m more modern issues, I, th I would say that, and she's a very kind of contemporary person. A lot of the times we see these stories and it's like very surface level. They're not really dealing with crap. Like in this movie, I mean, she, the, <laughs> some of the things that happen in this movie are just, I mean, she has to go through it and there's things that are on the outside that she doesn't really recognize, but and and it's just, ah, man. And I think the driving force of the movie, of course, is Saoirse Ronan's performance because she's amazing. But if you put that aside, it is the relationships between the characters, in particular, the relationship with her parents. And it drives the movie. It makes so much sense. And it also, you're as you're watching it, you're kind of siding with everybody. And it's, I, again, I just love this movie. I really do. And I will be singing this movie's praises for a long time but i think we did the opposite things to each other you before we started um recording you mentioned manchester by the sea and i think that we you're, you're very right in that comparison and how we're receiving these movies and i think there's something that kind of ties everything together with why we both are like that with these movies and i think it's because we're telling each other how excited we were about these movies before we see them and <laughs> i told you i was like i love this movie it's the one we've been waiting for and what i meant by that was that it is the light-hearted um comedy slash drama indie movie that we've been waiting for that i've been waiting for in particular that i'm to kind of cement this year and be like okay this is the sing street this is the me and earl and dying girl but i guess i inadvertently hyped it up for you because i judging from your response before we started recording you didn't like this movie as much as me but i'm hoping you still liked it so what did you think of it um i, I thought it was good don't get me wrong i thought it was good um it was it, 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 like the thing is I didn't have, and I'm actually disappointed that I didn't feel it. I, there was a moment in there where I was like, okay, I see it, I see it, but they didn't hold on it long enough where I related, like where, um, you know, understood everything that was going on. Mm -hmm. And you know, for me, it is crazy because, you know, I'm still in that same place where she is. You know, she's still trying to figure out, you know, who she is and what she wants and everything else. And you know, I. So, yeah, you really gravitate to her character. And I will say that Saoirse Rose... Saoirse Ronan. I'm just going to call her Ronan. Okay. Um, Ronan, you know, she does She does give an amazing performance. I do think that she's going to be up for an Oscar this year. Yes. Um, I do think she's going to be up against the powerhouse... Um, the powerhouse actress. Let me pull up her name because she was in Missouri. I do think that she's going to be up against Frances um, McDermott. Yes. Um, and Mer actress. Meryl Streep's this year as well with uh, The Post, which we haven't seen yet because it hasn't come out yet, but she's getting a lot of buzz too. This is going to be a stacked year, dude. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to see The Post, honestly. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, she's, I'm, I'm pretty sure she's going to be up for an Oscar. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure this is just going to be, I mean, she gave her a really good performance in this movie. She did, she did an amazing job. Lucas Hedges, I am a fan of Lucas Hedges. I am now, I, too. <laughs> he sold me in this movie. Fan, I've been a fan of his since Manchester. I extremely loved him. And um, the three billboards outside Ebing, Missouri, and I loved him in this movie. He is a fantastic actor, and I cannot wait to see more of what he does. I mean, he is just a powerhouse actor. Um, I think everybody in this movie does a great job, especially the mother. Um, yes. I'm trying to look up her name right now. Um, it is, uh, Lori Metcalf, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Her. 
Um, I think she does a great job as well. I think it is very interesting to see that. I really like the dialogue that the mother has with the daughter. And there's a particular scene where the mother, well, I felt where I felt that the mother was, was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's such a, it is a human movie. And that's exactly. the thing that we, Carlos exactly. and I have been waiting for. It's a, we've been waiting for a movie to really impact us. And it didn't really impact me, but it, I, I'm glad that it really impacted you. Um, this was this was a really human script, and I'm going to go ahead and say this this movie is probably up for the best screenplay this year. It's, the, it's up it's, there, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's really good. the The screenplay for this movie is really good. Um, I do like how it captures this part of Sacramento. Mm-hmm. I think it's very interesting. Um, and this movie, what I liked about this movie is it really teaches. It really it really relates to the people nowadays. You know, people just don't know what exactly. they want to do but, yeah. and everything. And I, I really liked that aspect of the movie. I thought it was really, I thought it was really good in that aspect. And what you mentioned about uh, Sacramento, and because it takes place in Sacramento, as we've mentioned, and that's really a a strange theme in the movie, where you know she throughout the movie she basically hates Sacra- like she craps on it, she hates where she lives, all this different stuff. Um, but there is a line that kind of flips the sc- script in this movie, and it makes you think like. That's strange. I mean, based on what she's been saying, that doesn't really make any sense. But then in the end, they go back to it, and it makes total sense. I really loved how they tied everything together at the end. I'll talk about some issues I do have with the ending of this movie, but overall, I love how they tied all the themes of this movie together. And Lucas Hedges' character in that story arc is one of the most interesting story arcs Um it's probably my favorite story arc in this movie, um, but it's one of the most interesting story arcs of the year. Just that his character is so fascinating, and there is an acting moment with him that is just pure brilliance. And then Saoirse Ronan has a, an acting moment later in the movie that even tops it, and I'm just like, oh my gosh. It's The performances in this movie are absolutely stellar. The way it's shot, you're correct in that and how it captures that city. And it's very, very purposeful in how it captures the city. Like, yeah, a lot of the times we'll see movies and we'll say there's great cinematography. They really captured that area. And it's just, they did it just to do it. In this movie, it is very, very intentional how they shot this movie and how they caught the beauty of the city of Sacramento and in just the small little things and the beauty of adolescence and growing up and things like that. I, again, I just love this movie. Uh, Greta Gerwig. I cannot, I cannot believe that this is a first time director. This is one of those situations where, you know, much like the witch from last year, I know very, very different movies, but he was a first time director who directed the witch. And I was just blown away. Like, this does not feel like a first-time directing job. And it's very much the same with this movie. Good Lord. I mean, she is fantastic as the director of this movie. And I think she has a very, very good shot at Best Director. At least a nomination. Obviously, we have plenty of more things to come out this year. Yeah, I mean, I think that she should at least get nominated. I mean, her film is being critically acclaimed in every way, every sense of the way. It's breaking Um, Rotten Tomatoes records, which, again, is something you have to understand how Rotten Tomatoes works. But it is breaking Rotten Tomatoes records. It still has 100 on Rotten Tomatoes with the most reviews. Um of any movie that has a hundred on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's, I mean, that's insane to me. I I think that might be, that might, people might hear that and go, man, it's overhyped. And it's like, you're not understanding how Rotten Tomatoes works, but I understand why people might see that and say that, but still, uh, I love this movie. So, yeah, I mean, I want to see her, I want to see her do more stuff. She's, she's so good. Uh, She's also an actress and producer. I mean, we've seen her, we've seen her, we've seen her in, in the, like, on screen, um, I just want to—I want to see her take on like a more, like a more like more of a main role because I want to see how good of an actress she is too. And I, I like—I like seeing that. I like seeing—I like seeing directors who can act and and carrying on a movie yeah. like you know on and off screen. <clears throat> so I do want to see her um, act. I'm, I'm interested in seeing her act as well and and take on more projects as a director. I think she did a great job. I think that DC. Or Marvel is going to fight for her in some yeah. way, in the sense to direct something. I mean, I think she, I think I she did, that, yeah. I think she, yeah, I think she did great. All right, you want to talk um, negatives? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, for me, I mean, I don't really have a particular issue with this movie. It just for me, I really didn't, it didn't hit me 
as much as it as much as I wanted it to hit me, mm-hmm. I would say. Um I just felt like her character had and I, I know this was the point, so I can't remember, just had a lot going on, you know? And it like for me I, I kinda didn't understand I didn't understand why she was like kind of reacting to things the way she was. And that's that's probably why it was probably her character. I really didn't connect with the character just because of how her character was written. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, again, I really can't dock your points on that. She, it's interesting because I don't know that she's. I mean, we we can relate to her on a certain to a certain extent, but she is a she's slightly over the top, which makes her a little hard to relate to. But at the same time, I, for me, it worked. And but I, again, I, you're right. That's how she's written. So it's not necessarily like it's it's hard. It's just you're either going to connect or you're not going to connect to that character. Um, but anyway, my only real issue with this movie and what really what I can still, even after the second time came out in the movie thinking was that it goes a little long. That's the, and this is me really nitpicking because even like I said, it ties everything together at the end. Um, so I really think that ultimately a lot of what happens in the end is necessary, but I still feel like it's very separate from the rest of the movie. So it almost feels like they just kind of threw it on. And again, I appreciate what it did, but it still just feels a little tacked on to me. Uh, so that that that's my only real criticism criticism of the movie is that little bit at the end where it's just like I, that's important. But could we have done that and had that scene or something like that scene a little like ten minutes earlier? And you know, it's but ultimately, I appreciate what it did. Um, and I wish we could talk freaking off spoilers with this trail or with this movie because there's a lot of the themes I just really want to dive into. This is one of those movies for me where like like with Sing Street last year, I could analyze this movie to death. Um, but yeah, I I there that's my only real negative with the movie, and even then, it's got tons of positives in it so i i don't know what what to necessarily even take away from that but it is what it is yeah i will agree with you on the ending i it's kind of weird because it's it's only an hour and like 30 minutes i know it feels like a two-hour feature but not so, in a bad way necessarily for me at least yeah i mean it wasn't necessarily in a bad way but i do believe that it could have caught out the end i really didn't like how it ended honestly because it just it just ended abruptly and kind of I, again i want to talk did, so bad spoilers <laughs> yeah i mean i mean maybe we can next tuesday because <laughs> I, I, I don't i don't even think there's a film coming out this weekend um, no. <laughs> around us but um yeah i mean for me for me at least it, it, i didn't really for me it kind of just ended abruptly you know mm-hmm. and that's where that's why i didn't really it's probably one of the reasons why i didn't connect with it because she was doing something i was like and i smiled and i was like you know, I, I love that. I love how she how she did that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it sucks. I hate doing this to you guys. I really <laughs> do hate doing this to you guys. Um, but there's a there's a moment in this there's a moment where she calls her parents and she's explaining something. And when she does that, you're like, wow. Well, I mean, at least for me, I was like, wow. yeah, definitely. Like, I 100, percent I 100 percent relate to this, and I, I love it. And I wanted it to go longer because that's where it grabbed me. Literally at that moment, that's where it grabbed me, and then. That was it. So I mean, it's it's a good movie. Um, it's a good movie for me, at least for me. It took it took it took a minute for it to get there for me. But um, I wish it didn't end in the way it did. I wish it, I wish it had a different end. Man, okay, we're gonna talk about this movie after we're done recording because, <laughs> man, for me that moment. And again, I don't want to. You're you're right. We shouldn't be like dancing around the subject. But for me, that moment kind of changed. It, it makes you look back at the rest of the movie and go. Oh, okay. So, this, I mean, while she was saying this, this was what really was going on. And it's, uh, I loved it. But, all right, let's write this movie. <laughs> or else I'll all keep right. talking forever. And I shouldn't all be right. talking. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm giving this movie an eight. All right. Um, man, that's very low. But, it's just, it's, yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. And no, that's a great rating. <laughs> it's just, it's going to be. You're right. Everybody it's everybody needs to see this movie, but yeah. I just 
for I'm probably in the ninety percent when it comes to the audience Netflix user score. Isn't I think I had last time I checked out ninety percent. Yeah. Um something like that. I mean, yeah, I mean it was it was good. It was good. I mean it was great. It was a great movie and I feel like everybody should watch this movie while you all you still can. At least by at least by me it's out for another few more it's out for like another week or so. But you should you should really get the chance to see this movie. Yeah. Um I'm giving this movie a nine point three. I think this is one of the best movies of the year. It's one definitely one of my favorites, so it's gonna be on um spoiler alert for our lists. It's going to be on both of those lists for me. Um I love this movie and like I said, I will see it again when I get the chance to. And I will enjoy it so yeah that's what i got yeah man sounds great <laughs> um all right carlos now you wanted to talk about some well no no let's do let's do your thing first let's because oh, my thing. yeah yeah let's do that <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah i totally forgot i was, I was blanking which sounds like oh, Carlos, what the hell are you talking about um oh yeah so we or at least me carlos and watch it um, I'm going to review the DC, the D- CWDC crossover. It was for two nights, which I thought was freaking smart. Um, Not to do the, it every night. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, because that would have been that would have been bad. That would have been really bad. I mean, uh, like I don't think it would have been really bad, but I wouldn't have been happy. I wouldn't I wouldn't have been as happy about it. Oh, and the reason I didn't watch this, by the way. It's, it has nothing to do with like me not wanting to watch it. It's honestly that I am extremely busy, like extremely busy right now. And on top of that, I just got sick. So it just was not, it did not come at a good time for me. Um, but I even thought about, like, I was like, all right, Ozzy's going to see Ladybird today. So maybe I'll watch, I'll try to watch it before, um, before we record. I started watching an episode of Arrow, and I realized, like, I'm an episode behind on all of these shows. So, to to do that, I would have had to watch two episodes of each of the shows. So, that was not going to happen. <laughs> it was impossible. So, it just didn't work out. I, I don't feel like you really necessarily need to watch the what's going on. Oh, it's really? completely different. Yeah, I mean, it's completely different. Um, they literally, like, the opening scene starts off with... Um, with the Dark Arrow taking on Jimmy Olsen's, um, I forgot what his name is, Guardian. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we haven't seen him all season until, you know, not until, like, you know, Nazi Earth. And then, spoiler alert, sorry, Carlos. Right, you go um, for it. <clears throat> Dark Arrow kills Guardian, which, yay, we've wanted to see Guardian gone. No offense. But, I mean, for those of you guys who wanted to see that fight and see how it would play out, we got it on an alternate Earth, which was pretty freaking cool, right? I think so. So that's how it really starts off as. And then, you know, you see like all of them. What I really liked about this crossover is that, you know, how, you know, how like basically CW said it was like a four night crossover, like a four episode crossover. Mm-hmm. And it was really it was really only like a three episode crossover mm-hmm. because Supergirl was doing her own thing. It feels like a four episode crossover. And it, it's actually pretty nice because Supergirl opens up with, you know, her taking on. Open on her taking on the Dominator, and then Flash taking on a villain, and then Arrow taking on like villains, and then uh, Legends doing their thing. It, it feels like it's an actual crossover, and I like the fact that it actually takes that. That you know, I thought it was a smart idea for them to actually say, okay, let's let's have them come together during Barry Barry and Iris's wedding. I thought that was a really smart move. I really liked that idea. I don't think it was their idea. I think it was like DC's idea because you know the comics. But <laughs> I mean, I really liked how they really took that and said, "Okay, we're not just gonna have Barry say we have a problem every time because it's every. I mean, it's been every episode. It's been every crossover basically. But I really like how they really came together and they made it kind of like a joyous moment for bringing all these characters together. Um, every episode, it, it feels like the Crisis on Earth X feels like its own thing. It feels like its own thing. It feels like it feels like two two parts to a movie. So it feels like its own thing, and I really appreciated it. Um, I, for me, one of my biggest positives is Alex Danvers. I absolutely love Alex Danvers. I'm a huge fan of her. Um, I thought, I mean, besides her dealing with the Maggie stuff, which for me, I'm kind of just like, oh, come on, let's get over that already. Um, I did. I did like her. I really did like her character, and I really did like the fact that she really held her, held her own 
when it came to fighting alongside some of these powerhouse characters like like Arrow, like Sarah, and you know characters like that. I mean, she is her own powerhouse, and I like the fact that she is willing, even if the odds are against her. And you really feel that with this character and this and these and this and this particular um, crossover. If the odds are against her, she doesn't care. She's still willing to go out and fight. And I like I really like that about her character. And I think what the thing that I really relate to is that you know she's super protective of her sister, even though her sister is like a like you know Supergirl. She's still very protective of Supergirl, and I you know I relate that because I relate to that because I'm very protective of, of my little sister. So I really did like Alex's character. Um, I think she's I think she was great. Um, I really love Oliver taking the the helm on the on the team with everything. With everything, I do like the fact that the Dark Arrow was also the leader there. So it was interesting to see these guys really play off of each other when it came to their doppelganger. Disappointed that not everybody had a doppelganger. Disappointed. That's Why didn't they? I have no idea. <clears throat> they didn't. Um, but I will say that it was it was good. I mean, it was good. It was it was pretty. It was it was the it was by far the best crossover that they've done, and I really liked it. Right. That it was really. Um, now getting into negatives, I. When are they going to kill Eobardathon? Like, I don't understand. I don't understand why they keep bringing this guy back. Because time remnants, Ozzy. It's absolutely ridiculous. First, cl- first Flash kills him, and then the Legends kill him, and he's still back. Um, and they decided to use Harrison Wells' face again. I'm agitated. It was. I was like, why not? I mean, I know we saw it already in season three of Flash, but I wouldn't have minded seeing another Evil Barry. That's just me. Because um, basically, Earth-1 Barry just goes to Earth-X. I don't know why, but he just does. And he hangs out there, and then he becomes one of the one of the bad guys with everybody else. So I was kind of just like, that's really stupid, but whatever. Um that's really dumb. I really, I also didn't like. If I'm gonna be honest, I really didn't like the. Um, I don't understand why Ray, out of all people, wasn't at all over. Like, why wasn't he? Why wasn't he at the wedding? Like, why wasn't he at Barry's, Barry and Iris's wedding? I would have made more sense to put him in that than to put um, than to put um, I forgot it. Mick than to bring Mick to the wedding. I don't understand why they didn't bring Ray. I mean, Ray is closer to. Iris and Oliver, so I don't understand why he wasn't there. I mean, there were small details that I really personally didn't like on the on the crossover. Overall, I do I do think it was a pretty solid crossover. There is a there is a character death. I'm not going to spoil that for you, Carlos. Um, okay. There is a there is a major character death. It, it didn't hit me as much as I wanted it to, and I don't know. It could it could just be because of Jax's character, the guy who was playing him. Um, I was with a friend of mine, and she was just like, "Wow." Wow, that is just some bad acting. I should be crying right now, but I'm not. <laughs> I was dying. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it was because the. I don't know if it was because of his acting or just because of how some of these characters were reacting. I mean, I mean, um, there really wasn't any tears for this character, except you know, for obviously you know their families and stuff like that. But, um, you know, there was a scene where Oliver was like, "Hey, are you okay?" And then Sarah's just like, "I'll cry at the funeral." I was just like, come on, Sarah. This person was a part of your team. Like, what are you doing? Um, That's one of the things that actually I was like, really, Sarah? Come on. Um, But yeah, I mean, I I really, I mean, there is a major character death. I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that it should have been that particular character. But I mean, the fact that they, they, I mean, at least they chose somebody and they executed it. And at least it's, it's permanent. Unless they, you know, add time remnants and crap like that. But overall, great crossover. By far, CW's best crossover. I'm excited to see next year's crossover already. Um, I think the CW does a really good job with these crossovers. Um, and I want to see next year. I want to see Ma- Martian Manhunter really join the fray and, and really fight alongside these characters. Ooh, all right. Um, one thing I will say in regards to the crossover is that I've been seeing like a lot more pictures from 
the, the show that I do not watch anymore, which is The Flash, and in particular in regards to this crossover. All I'll say is um, Candace Patton, still looking good. Makes me want to watch The Flash, but not enough. Well, <laughs> that's all I'll say. Uh, <laughs> Kenneth Patton still really... looking good. All right, moving Kenneth on. Patton, I, I didn't. Ironically, I did not hate her character in this show. <laughs> I did not. I was like, "You're great. You're on the sidelines," <laughs> and I thought she did great. Um, and I really liked. I mean, there was a scene where she basically, because you know, Felicity is kind of like you know the scaredy cat. You mm-hmm. know, she's kind of like she doesn't mind standing up every once in a while, but she'll be like. Yeah, I, I really don't know what to do in this situation. <laughs> um, I really like Candace Patton's Iris because, you know, Iris is a fighter. She is and always has been a fighter. And we've seen that since season one. And I really like how there's a scene in here. There's a scene, you know, where they have Star Labs, where the where the Nazis have Star Labs in a lockdown. And they're trying to um, they're trying to break free some of their some of their friends. And, and Felicity is like, what are we going to do? Like, there's an army of them. But Iris is just like, don't worry. Like we've got this. Like we're gonna we're gonna figure this out. I have a plan, and I'm just like, damn, Iris, freaking proud of you, man. Take charge. This is what I want to see you. You know, take charge of Felicity when it comes to you know fighting, but don't take charge of Team Flash because they're dealing with science and all that, and you're you you really just a journalist. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so that wraps up our um, crossover talk. <laughs> uh, no, but she, she was great. She was great. She was great in the crossover. Still I think looking good. I can't stop. <laughs> still looking good. Stop. That's all I'll say. All right, moving stop. on. <laughs> all right, Carlos. Let's. This is your thing. Your yeah. award. Your thing. Let's. let's oh, you know me, guys. I'm an awards <laughs> season um, fanatic. So I, the first major, I guess, uh, awards were announced uh, yesterday, I believe, um, on Tuesday, I think, and it is the National Board of Review, and they don't like do a whole ceremony or whatever. They don't have like a list of nominees that come out and all that. They just basically release everything, including like a top ten list, and. They're not necessarily an Oscar predictor, like a guaranteed Oscar predictor, but this is a good indicator. And I was looking back for the past couple of years and they rarely will give an award to someone who doesn't end up getting at least nominated for the Oscars. So it is an indicator of kind of the kind of movies that are going to be in the discussion and the kind of performances that are going to be in the discussion. I believe last year, had one of the few in the past couple of years that weren't and that did that did not end up getting nominated at the Oscars, and that was Amy Adams. But of course, we we all agree that that was a snub on the Oscars part of things. So in all reality, they're basically uh, for the past couple of years have been hitting the nail on the head with some of these awards. So I do want to go through some of these, and if you don't care about awards, I apologize, but I'm just going to go through them. Obviously, I don't have to list off a bunch of nominees, because there aren't nominees, it's just the winners. Uh, Best Film, The Post, really looking forward to seeing that. Greta Gerwig for Best Director in Lady Bird. Uh, Tom Hanks in The Post for Best Actor. Meryl Streep in The Post for Best Actress. Jeez. Best Supporting Actor, Willem Dafoe in The Florida Project. Yeah, buddy. Uh, best Supporting Actress is Laurie, Laurie Metcalf in Lady Bird. Best Original Screenplay, Paul Thomas Anderson in Phantom Thread. Really looking forward to that. I'm actually surprised Daniel Day-Lewis wasn't the best actor. I mean, Tom Hanks must be that good. We will see. Um, best Adapted Screenplay is The Disaster Artist. Which, that comes out next week, and we're hopefully going to be reviewing The Room before that. Um, Best Animated Feature, Coco. And then they have a bunch of other, like, additional awards. uh, Foreign Language Film. We don't have to go through all that. Uh, Ensemble, they put Get Out, which the Oscars don't have an Ensemble Award. Um, but the Screen Actors Guild, Guild does, so that'll be an interesting type thing, because I don't necessarily think of Get Out as, like, an ensemble movie, do you? I mean, I would say with the cast and, you know, the, the when it comes to, uh, like, how they all did in general. Yeah. Um, I would say that as, like, that's, like, an ensemble. I mean, I mean Get Out, I mean, I mean, if you think about it, I, mean, I would say they do have a pretty good 
they have a pretty damn good ensemble. Yeah. Even the cameos are freaking are freaking amazing. That's true. So, <laughs> I mean, I, that's what I would give it. I mean, I'd say it's a pretty good ensemble. But I'm actually interested because the musical coming out in December, The Showman. I would, I would actually, I'm actually surprised that that didn't get it. Ooh, that's a good call. I, yeah, I don't know. That's not even on. I, I don't know. That's interesting. I wonder if that's been screened for critics yet. Because I haven't really heard anything about it. I don't know if there's any reviews out for it yet. So maybe critics haven't even seen it yet. Which, of course, that is the danger of doing a uh, awards type thing like this, bef- like this early. That we're still in November for crying out loud. Yeah, but, I, mean, I mean, don't get me don't get me wrong. I mean, I still think Get Out is still like a great no, ensemble. Yeah. But I mean, usually, usually, I mean, sometimes. I mean, I'm not saying usually, um, but but sometimes there are musicals. Yeah, true. When I end the holiday season, um, which is. Which, uh, which I personally, I'm, I'm starting to love the tradition of getting a musical every yeah. end of the year. I think it's great. Um, I'm not a musical guy, but I don't get me wrong. I love seeing musicals on screen. It's weird. Yeah. I just discovered it the other day. I was like, I'm actually looking forward to the show, man. It's freaking <laughs> weird. Um, but I mean, it, it is. I mean, I, I heard it has some of the writers from La La Land, which I'm looking forward to. I appreciate La La Land more now than I do than I, than I did. I love that movie. Then. So good. Um, yeah, um, so I mean, for me, I'm just I'm just interested to see like is is the showman going to be really great? And um, if if I mean if they did see it, I'm I'm interested to to see it now to see what what it is that didn't get it the the award if they did see. It. Yeah, um, but I do want to list off their top ten, which is something interesting that I I think a lot of these you can point to and say, hey, best picture uh, contenders. But last year they were a little off. I think they gave they gave their overall best film to Manchester, which did not win. Obviously, Moonlight slash La La Land won <laughs> best picture last year at the Oscars. So that was a remember that that was a crazy time. That was crazy. <laughs> I saw called that. Crap. <laughs> that was Good so thing. strange. Um, but they're. Their top 10 is generally something where a lot of these movies we can assume are going to be in that kind of discussion for the Best Picture nominations, at least. Last year, they put in a couple of oddballs. Um, I believe they had Silence in there, and Silence didn't end up getting nominated, I don't think, which um, was absurd to me. And they also had Sully in there last year. So there was a couple of weird ones in there, but overall, the majority of them, I believe like eight or seven or eight of them were all nominated for picture so this again it's a decent indicator i'm not saying it's like a rock solid all of these are definitely going to get in but it's a good indicator of what's going to be in the discussion so baby driver call me by your name the disaster artist and this is a weird one downsizing dunkirk the florida project get out ladybird logan and phantom thread Logan's getting nominated. What what do you think what stands out to you in that top ten list? Logan, like the one with Hugh Jackman Logan? Yes. Like Logan Logan? Yes. Like we're talking Wolverine Logan? Yes. <laughs> Jesus. That, um, that's crazy to me. I know there's tons of people who are gonna be pushing for that. I don't know if it'll translate to the Oscars, but it's interesting to see it on this list. I'm I'm actually really happy for it. I mean, it's weird for me to see it on there. Not gonna lie, I'm gonna pull up the list again, um, just so I can be on yeah. the same page with you. But I mean, I I find that extremely interesting that it's even it's even a thing. Yeah, the one that stands out to me is downsizing, and that's only because I have heard that it's getting pretty mixed reviews. So I think that might be their kind of Sully situation <laughs> from last year, where it's like Sully, really? Like you want to put that one in there? Okay. Um, uh, but everything else, I mean, it makes sense to me. I mean, I obviously, Baby Driver is on my top ten list. I don't think it's on yours, but it's on the edge of yours, I would say. I'm surprised that it's on there. Um, I, it makes on... sense to me, but Call Me By Your Name is obviously one that is it's going to be an Oscar contender. It always has been an Oscar contender ever since it was first screened at festivals and stuff like that. Uh, I believe that'll come out probably early January for us. Uh, the disaster artist we've been that that's building some momentum so that makes sense dunkirk i'm very happy to see i'm very nervous that dunkirk is going to end up getting forgotten but because it came out so early in the year um as opposed to a lot of these other movies but 
I, I'm happy that that's getting remembered by things like this, and hopefully that means it'll get remembered by the Oscars. The Florida Project makes sense to me. Um, get Out, obviously, I disagree, but I acknowledge that most people love that movie, so it makes sense. Um, I don't understand why you don't. Look, that's one of the movies that I'm going to give another chance before we start talking Oscars, but I, it, it's a good movie. I just do not have the affinity for that movie that most people do. Um, I love Get Out. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Lady Bird, obviously, you know my thoughts on Lady Bird. We just talked about it. And Phantom Thread, I mean, it's Paul Thomas Anderson directing and Daniel Day-Lewis starring. There's nothing else we really need to say there. Um, and obviously, the post is not listed on here, but it's obviously in their top ten since it won Best Film. Um, so that's also something to keep in mind. I mean, I'm definitely, I'm definitely interested in seeing the post. I mean, the post looks like it's going to be a great, a great movie. I mean, it has a pretty stiff cast. Yeah. Um, I mean, at least a, at least a main actor and actress, Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks. I mean, you can't <laughs> get any. Yeah. And those are two powerhouses right there. And with <laughs> and Spielberg directing, that's insane. I mean, jeez, yes. that that movie i'm really looking forward to it but at the same time it's not very like it's not a flashy subject matter so like there's definitely movies i'm looking more forward to but i have a feeling that at the end of the day we're going to be saying that was a great movie so you know i'm looking forward to it on in that respect you know what do you think about the top 10 independent films we have beatrice at dinner briggs brigsby bear a ghost story lady Macbeth, logan lucky loving vincent Men, Menash, uh, Norman, The Moderate Rise and Tragic, Fall of a New York Fixer, Patty Cakes, and Wind River. Um, there's only a few of these that I've actually seen. I think you might have seen more than I have, or maybe we've I seen the same see, amount. Yeah, I think you saw Lady Macbeth, Yes, right? I did see Lady Macbeth. I didn't see that. Only thing, so. The only ones that I saw was Beatrice at Dinner, Ghost Story, Logan Lucky, Wind River. River. And, yeah, I didn't see Beatrice at dinner, so I guess we kind of traded it off of Beatrice at dinner and Lady Macbeth. Um, it's... You liked, you liked, you really liked, I think you really liked Lady Macbeth, though. I did. I liked it. I didn't love it. I had problems with it. Um, I loved, like, the first half of it, and then it kind of goes in a weird place. But a ghost story is one. I know it's a weird one, and I don't... And this is the same with... It's kind of... I'll group three movies together right now. A Ghost Story, um, Mother, and what was the other one? Personal Shopper. Three very, very strange movies. And also, another one that I'm very shocked by that is not anywhere really on here is The Killing of a Sacred Deer. That one surprises me. Um, because that one's getting been getting hype ever since, again, festivals. Um, but those four movies are all, they're very strange and I don't know that the Oscars will nominate any of them just because of how strange they ultimately are, but I would really appreciate it. Obviously, if I had to pick the best out of that, I would go with Mother, but that's a very divisive one, and I think that one's a pretty long shot, or a pretty big long shot because of how divisive it ultimately is. Um, but if I had to pick one of those four that I just mentioned that might sneak in there, even though it's not on even this independent list, is The Killing of a Sacred Deer. I think that one might have a shot. Um, but what, what stands out to you in this independent list of what you've seen, obviously? Probably a ghost story. Because um, it's really not... I mean, again, there's not really that much dialogue in there, but it's, it's all body acting. But there's no lines from Casey Affleck, and you can't even get a facial expression from him. It's just literally body acting. Yeah, and really it hurts his dialogue. chances at, like, actor um, or anything like that. So Yeah, I mean... Rooney Mara, though. Really, yeah, Rooney Mara is amazing. But she's not in there as much as you want her to be in, because she is a powerhouse in this movie. It's a great film. I think it's a film that everybody needs to see. But I don't know if it's going to necessarily win over the awards um, I think that's the one that really stands out to me. I mean, I'm really torn apart, though. I love A Ghost Story. I even bought the soundtrack for A Ghost Story. You, I absolutely loved Logan Lucky. Absolutely mm -hmm. loved that movie. Um, but I think the one that really got to me, I don't know, every, every one of them, the, the, the one that really hit me, it's between A Ghost Story and Wind River. I thought Wind mm -hmm. River was amazing. Um, I, I absolutely loved Run River. I think it was it was from I mean again I mean it was from Sheridan Taylor I think that's the name, 
or Taylor Sheridan. Taylor Sheridan, I think. Yeah, sorry about that. You're good. <laughs> um, but I mean, I mean, I mean, again, I mean, that's just it's just a great. I mean, that that person's just done such great work, and I think, I mean, I know you don't agree, but I think this movie was better than Hell or High Water. This is my personal opinion, Oof, and no, no. <laughs> I loved, I loved Wind River. You know, I loved Wind River. Yeah. Um, I especially love the cinematography and everything. So I mean, I think, I mean, I think that movie has a chance. I haven't seen everything else yet, unfortunately. Um, it feels weird. It feels weird. I go to the movies a lot, and I haven't, I haven't seen like every. I haven't seen at least like nine of these movies. But um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think Wonder Woman has a chance. Still a lot of year to go. So uh, especially in Oscar time, there's like still two months left with Oscar time, but um, with regular time, obviously in December, but. Stuff. I it's think I'm weird. gonna have to look up. I think I'm gonna have to look up Briggsy Bear because I, I wanted to see it, and it was mm-hmm. in theaters actually. While you weren't like, I think you were in town for it. I'm not sure. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I think I was. I think I think I think it came out like August. Maybe I'm not sure. October. Yeah. Uh, oh, it came out in October. No, I mean yeah, no. I, I was saying I was here in October, or I came down in October, and then I came back in November. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I know it definitely came out a few months ago, and I know I had I had arrangements to see it, but. With our with how crazy it's been. Um, yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, fortunately, I missed it, but I might. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to look it up and, and, and see it though. All right, um, Ozzy, you want to do recommendations and then sign us out? All right, Carlos. As per screen full of tradition, you go first. Um, <laughs> geez. Uh, man, I'm trying to rack my brain here. I guess. Okay, I know what I'll do. <clears throat> Excuse oh, me. Boy. Sorry. Um, I'm yeah. sick. Oh, again, I apologize. Um, my recommendation is going to be basically every show that's starting up in December. I know a lot of shows are ending right now, but there's going to be tons of shows that are starting back up. In particular, the ones that I want to recommend are Vikings, which is starting up again, which I'm super excited about. I believe that starts the day of, that we're recording, which is Wednesday. So be on the lookout for that. If you haven't watched that show... You really need to. It's so good. And then also, show that's starting back up on Friday, I believe. And they released the first 17 minutes or so online, um, which I haven't watched yet because I just kind of want to watch it all at once. And that is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is coming back. So you know I'm excited about that. And you know that I'm going to go on many a rants about how people watch The Flash but not Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because reasons. Um, But anyway, those shows are definitely coming uh you sorry uh, but those shows are definitely coming back and you should check them out if you have not and then also this i can't necessarily like fully recommend this but i'm just gonna say that i'm really looking forward to it is another show in the same vein as vikings it's starting on the history channel i believe this week as well and i'm really really excited about that about it and it is nightfall it is about the crusades and it is again it's by the history channel but it's a full-on drama and it's going to be very just like vikings a very violent show so if you're into that kind of thing you like vikings which i've always described as game of thrones light then you definitely should be looking forward to nightfall as i am hopefully it'll be as good as vikings so those are my recommendations I kind of have a bone to pick with some people, um, especially the people that watch Riverdale and claim that Game of Thrones is a bad show, even though they haven't watched it. <laughs> um, it really, it really agitates me because I mean, it's a, I mean, look, you know, it's CW. I'm not going to cover CW, but again, it's CW. So, I mean, I kind of make a deal with you. If you watch Game of Thrones, I'll watch Riverdale. Who is Plain and simple? Uh, uh, because are you gonna I have, name any names? Who's taking I have, shots? I have, my friend Deanne's taking <laughs> shots. I mean, I got my boy Andy. My boy Andy's just like, yeah. I mean, Riverdale's cool, you know. Like Game of Thrones is cool, even though I haven't watched it, and I don't know when I'm gonna watch it because you know I have a bunch of shows that I'm watching, and I'm just like, there's only 67 episodes of Game of Thrones, bro. Like, it's not even that big of a deal. It's not. It's not like you're watching an anime that has 200 episodes. You're watching. Game of Thrones. It's Game of Thrones, man. Um, I'm taking shots. I'm taking shots at these people. All right. Uh, Jakia, Jakia, where you at? Come on. <laughs> watch Game of Thrones. I'll watch any show that you tell me to watch. I'll even watch Empire, whatever you want me to watch. Just give Game of Thrones a shot. You know, she told me, she's like, Ozzy, you know, I fell asleep in the first episode. 
It's a pilot yeah. episode. It's just like, I was like, oh, I mean, look, I mean, I understand that, but you got to keep going. It's so good. And especially, uh, I think it was season, what, we just got done watching, season seven. Season six was so good. I mean, season seven was good too, but season six was amazing. Yeah. One of the best seasons of television I have ever watched, yeah. ever. And it was just so good. And I want people to watch it. I remember Dennis just watched one episode of season seven, I think it was. And he watched all of Game of Thrones. Um, people need to watch Game of Thrones, man. That, that, is my, that is my recommendation. You throw me any show. For those of you guys who, who will say Game of Thrones is a bad show and you haven't watched it, um, because, like, I'm even guilty of saying Riverdale, like, come on, seriously, Riverdale? Riverdale? <laughs> come on. Um, I'll watch any show that you throw at me if you guys watch Game of Thrones. Just watch just watch Game of Thrones. And then, we, then we'll talk. Yeah. Um, uh, at least watch a season of Game of Thrones, yes. and I'll watch a season of any show that you tell me. And then we can go on from there. Yeah, Riverdale is one that I've been very peer pressured into watching. I haven't started it yet. I'm planning on maybe starting it over December, over the month of December. I'm going to be watching a lot of TV in December because I won't have school. So, um, But that's definitely one I'm thinking about watching just so I can get some people off my back. There's so many people that are like, you need to watch Riverdale. It's so good. And I'm just like... How good can it really be? We'll see about this whole thing. But uh, I don't know. I'm I, People are I, saying Game of Thrones is overhyped, but I'm just like, is it really though? It's not. <laughs> it, is it really? Because no. I think it deserves it though. Like you know what I'm yeah. saying? I feel like it deserves it. Like I can understand Stranger Things, you know, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I can understand Stranger Things and, and Frozen and stuff like that, but Game of Thrones, it earns it. Especially in Battle of the Bastard, it's it earns its name. It earns its name. And, um, you know, for me, Battle of the Bastards is just such an iconic episode. Um, probably my favorite episode of the show, but, I mean, it earns its name. And then Riverdale, I mean, I heard my two friends talking about it like they were high school, like they were back in high school. <laughs> just like, People yeah, love but it. did he cheat on her, though? But did he cheat on her? I was just like, oh, man, it feels like I'm watching a novella. You know what I mean? Like, I don't <laughs> I don't want to get into that. So, uh, people um, love that show. It's it's a strange phenomenon to me, but I, I'm going to try it out just because I feel like it's one of those things like with The Walking Dead where I can't really fully talk about it until I've seen it. So, yeah. you know, it's it's okay, annoying. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll binge it together. Yeah, maybe. maybe. We'll binge, maybe we'll binge it together. Oh. But, I do think that, but I do think that you need to watch, though, Carlos, um, is... Is 13 Reasons Why? Just so when the next season comes back, you can be a part of the discussion. We missed you in the discussion. We did miss you in the discussion. I don't know. Come on. Come on. Come we'll on. We'll see. I watched... Come on. It was one season. I know. It's But it's like... It's one of those things where even like listening to your guys' review, it wasn't like you guys were super like praising it like you absolutely loved it. Like It was pretty mixed in that discussion even. So I, mean, I don't just, know. It was just. It was mainly just the. I would say. I mean, we're going pretty long here, but um, no, you were good. Was, Whatever. <laughs> um, but I mean, I would say. I would just say it's because of the, just because of like what people were saying about it, and it was a discussion. I personally, I really liked how they did the story. Um, I really liked how they how they took care of certain things when it comes to introducing, when it came to introducing the main like the the person who you know committed the, the suicide, and yeah. how we got to know her. Um, like I said, I mean, for me, it's, it reminded, it reminded me of this is us and you use this as a storytelling when we got to, when it made us care for the character, even though they were gone. So they kind of did it like, like this is us. And I'm not going to spoil it for those who haven't watched this is us, which is again, why not? Why don't you watch this is us? That's not again, another show that it's not, (laughs) that earns its hype. It is very good. It's very good. People would relate to it. I don't understand why people aren't watching that. Anyways, whatever. Um, it, it, it's good. It's really good. It's really good. I mean, it, it was. It got me. It really did. It got me. Um, it had me shedding tears. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I was like, damn it, man, no. Um, but yeah, I mean, it had me. It had me shedding tears. Okay. Um, I, I do have... think. I do. I do think you should watch it. Um, at least give it a shot. I mean, it's only. Yeah. I mean, it's only 13 episodes. It's not gonna kill you. I mean, it's. It's. It, I'm telling you this right now, Carlos. It's way better 
than the Fuller House. <laughs> Just putting it out there. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Full disclosure, it's better than the Fuller House. So I, I do. Watch it. I do want to ask you one question, and I don't want the answer right now. I do, I want you to kind of think about it, and we'll kind of make. Well, maybe we'll answer it on the next episode. And also for those of you listening as well answer i, I want to hear your answers to this as well because i i heard this question on a different podcast and i think it's a very interesting question because you always hear something very similar to this question but this is different because you know how we have, we get questions like desert island questions like if you're on a desert island and you could have three of whatever then what would it be and a lot of the times for this space it's like movies what movies would you want on your desert island like what three movies would you want what about TV shows, though? What three TV shows? You get the entire show, and only up until what's out now. So if you pick something like Game of Thrones, you don't get the finale because we it hasn't come out yet. So what three TV shows would you want with you for the rest of time? That is the question I want answered by you on the next episode, Ozzy, and by everyone listening via our yeah. social medias like, i can't like because I, I already had like game of thrones was just like yeah but you don't get the finale i was like damn it um so i have to wait exactly <laughs> but that's a very interesting question very interesting question so I be think thinking have, about that <laughs> all right all right i will you have my full <laughs> support all right <laughs> Honestly, why don't you sign us out all right I think we did enough recommendations. Yes. <laughs> if you guys have any recommendations or if you dare to challenge me, text me. If you have my number, I'm not putting it out here for <laughs> crazy people out there. Psychopaths. Um, anyways, guys, if you guys want to get in contact with me, that's the only thing I'm going to give you guys. Okay. And if we become close, you'll maybe, maybe get my Snapchat. It's Ozzy320. But, anyways, <laughs> um, if you guys have any TV recommendations or anything like that, just please feel free to email me at ozzy.castro at screenfellows.com. Carlos, where can people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at cherry456. And, of course, make sure you follow us all over social media, all at Screenfellows, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the YouTube channel as well. We haven't had much content up on there as of late but we're hoping to get that back up and running pretty soon and then also the website um now we have dennis who has joined the team we haven't even said anything about that dennis has joined the team and he's going to be doing a little bit dennis. writing on there too dennis on top of our head writer so yeah. it's my first recruit guys my first recruit i'm pretty excited for dennis the menace i'm really excited to have him on, as a part of the team again sorry for the youtube channel as you know we're we're kind of dealing you know we're kind of dealing with moves right now you know I'm, I'm not necessarily living close to enrique at the moment um but we will start start to figure that out i know we keep saying we're gonna push it we're gonna push it we're gonna push it and nothing has happened but we are dealing with some difficulties when it comes to distance so we're trying to figure that out um we are getting good news we might be getting a new we might be getting a better camera maybe Maybe, maybe it's in the discussion. <laughs> in the discussion, we're, we're, it's up in the air. We're talking about. We're talking about. But yes, uh, we're we're hoping that that camera will kind of give us that momentum to really say, okay, okay, now we have to. Um, so we're we're you know it's up in the discussion when it comes to that. So yes, but thank you guys for being patient and thank you guys for always listening and always supporting us. I appreciate it. All right, guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Also, check out the website. Check out YouTube. And, yeah, listen to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud, guys. This is Screen, fellas.